This is Braun Strowman, the monster among men. And you're listening to the Bob Culture Podcast with your host, All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a very special episode of the BCP. I'm very excited for this one, guys. Uh, Finally, after the release of uh, her long-awaited and award-winning documentary, Being C-Bunny, Please welcome to the show. She is the GM of the Goddesses of War brand, dancer, drummer. I'm so excited to talk about wrestler, uh, leader of the Bunny Club, our good pal, Miss C Bunny. How are you? <laughs> I'm not with you. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great. How are you today? Doing good. You know, uh, it's it's been a crazy, crazy year, but uh, doing doing the best we can. I'm so appreciative. Uh, for you know the likes of you and all our other guests coming on, it's great to connect over Skype and and talk to you guys. And uh, I mean, there's so much I want to talk about. I want to get right yes. to the drums, but uh, we'll start with this. Got to talk about the documentary. Um, you know, I was doing my homework. Uh, you know, watched a little bit of it. I'm like, all right, you know, let me take a glance at this. I got sucked right in. It was really really good. Um, tell us a little bit about like your mindset, kind of creating a documentary like this, award winning. Oh. Oh, man. So how it came about was at, um, I was training one day and this guy from New York walked in. He was actually, he's actually a screenwriter, filmmaker, and he had a project that he was working on, but that involved wrestling. So he was doing research. So he came to a school just to see the raw, like, experience of it. And he sees me to the side, like, um, I have to take my hearing aid to my ear and I'm, I'm hard of hearing everybody. We're going to talk about that. But I had to take my hearing aid to my ear because when I wrestled, my hearing aid would fly out. So I was talking about that. And then we just kind of looked at each other. And I introduced myself. And I shook my hand with him. And we started talking. And uh, he actually said, you know, I would love to do a story on you. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I thought it was just going to be like, you know, like a one-day shoot. And then he'll put it on YouTube right away. No, like, this guy, Tom, took it to the next level. Like, he rented a studio space. He um he came to New Jersey to my school. Like he did a lot of he did a lot of research, and we took the film to Florida for a film festival. We took it to New York. We took it to we were about to go to California the day I was about to fly out, and he was already there for the film festival. Uh, the film festival got canceled because of you know we had that little thing called COVID, and <laughs> but oh, yeah. like I didn't. It started off as it was going to be a wrestling story, but then the more we, like, cultivate it, we're like, no, we have to tell my story. And I'm truly blessed because growing up, I've always felt alone. I didn't think there was anybody out there like me, anybody out there with a disability. And ever since this film came on board and ever since I put myself out more on social media, there's so many. I'm like, where have you been? all my life. So I'm very happy for this documentary finally being out because the main goal is I want that little girl in middle school who thinks she had nobody to look up to to see, hey, it's going to be okay. Like, I want to be the big sister of the hearing impaired and deaf community here. That's that's awesome. That's really inspiring. You know, um, I do, I do want to get to the drum stuff, but I do, you know, I work with kids. I teach drums and, and some of the kids I teach are like hard of hearing or, or deaf or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, a lot of it has to do with vibrations. Uh, some yeah. have audio audio processors, like not even like hearing aids. Uh, uh, so implant? Yeah, it, stuff like, yeah, all, 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. So it's it's very it's very crazy and interesting. Um, but I love how the kids connect with the drums and all that stuff. Um, so you told a little bit about your story, and I'm watching the documentary. And the first thing that like, I mean, not the first thing, but like something I see that picture of you with the drumsticks. I'm like, she's a drummer. So when I saw you at Goddesses, I was like, are you a drummer? So tell us a little bit about how you got into the drums. Oh my god! So yes, when I when I um, when I was five, yes, I was very big into dancing. Um, but growing up, I cannot believe I forgot her name. But we had Miss America, and we had and she was deaf. So that was like a big deal. We had the first ever Miss Deaf America, and um, she was a dancer, a ballet dancer. And they asked her like, like, how do you hear the music? She's like, I feel the beat. And it just clicked with my mom. Like, why don't we put you into drum lessons? So we, she got me private lessons with. Um, I need to find this guy, but my teacher, you know, and we just, I'm in fourth grade and I'm just this little kid learning how to play the drum set and people don't, and I, I had a natural talent to it. And when I first played at the concert at school, that was the first time people looked at me as more than a hearing impaired girl. They were like, whoa, like she's playing the drums. And I instantly, that's when I got hooked with performing. And with playing the drums, because of my relationship with the drums, and you all understand this 100%, it's second nature to the count, to the upbeat, to the downbeat. And because of my relationship with drums, it helped me out with dancing. So as soon as I go into the dance room, I don't need to hear the words. I just hear boom, boom, ba-da, boom, ba-doom. Like, you just, so drumming really helped me uh, create the foundation to help me learn other skills. Yeah, that's that's so awesome. And I thought the same thing because, like, you know, I've been playing drums since I was 11 years old forever. Like, I love it. I have really good rhythm. I know music. It's great. I can't dance at all. I'm a terrible <laughs> dancer. I have rhythm, but I guess I don't have, like, the finesse. I don't know. What advice would you have for someone who's a very bad dancer like me? <laughs> Just keep it simple. The Jack Morris dance, that touch. That okay. touch. Um, and, you know, with, with the drumming, I wasn't just um, – you know, I wasn't just in the uh, – I was in the marching band, the jazz band. But when I started being a theme park performer, I got to combine dancing and drumming. I was in a – it was a show kind of like Stomp. But I just went freaking nuts, beating the hell out of trash can. It was just – that was the most funnest show I've ever been in my entire life. Six days, six times a day, just beating the shit out of trash can. It was great. <laughs> So and you sent me the video. I was blown away. I was like, "This is awesome!" I kind of want to do some of this with like our drumline kids. So I'm, I'm stealing some of your ideas. Do it, do sure. it. Um, but you talk about the dancing and watching the documentary again. I got sucked right in. I believe it was uh, T Pain. You got to yeah. be up for. Tell us a little bit about that experience. So he, um, you'll see if you're watching the documentary, um, you guys actually got a sneak peek of the audition. Um, not a lot of people. I'm very grateful for the film. The pivotal moment in my life happened to get on camera, and I somehow was able to get the footage of the audition. And pretty much back in the day when we just had like MySpace and we didn't have TikTok or anything, there was just a website called DanceJam.com. T-Pain just wanted to use real dancers, so we had a dance contest online. You submit a freestyle, and then I got this email saying, "Hey, you got the call back. We're flying flying into Miami." And then if you watch the documentary, you'll see from there how I was able to land my spot and opportunity to dance with T-Pain. But it's it's pretty cool. (laughs) I'm hoping I'll watch the documentary so we can connect again. Yes. Hey, never say never. But that's so cool. You're going so far. And right now, obviously, general manager and very involved with 
goddesses of war brand a key player there what does that mean to you to have that role uh, at it the is, amazing goddesses brand it is awesome because it's getting to the well i've never been a heel before so it's fun to kind of start deep into my core like the bad stuff that i went through my life and it's, it's just great now to go in i'm like you know what there's so many times where people are like pay your due do this and that like this is a hard hard business and it's very subjective um but when they came up to me and said, hey, we want you to be general manager, honestly, the first thing I said to them, I'm like, do you trust me with the microphone? And they said, yes, we understand you just fine. And that's an insecurity because I get made fun of a lot for my speech, my voice. And I'm just, I, like, listen, I understand with my disabilities, there's something that could tell you, oh, you know what? It's just a little bit off. I can't pronounce my essence. If I can't hear the sound, I can't say it. Like, it's like if I put you into China and put you a plastic bubble over your head, don't speak the language, can't hear it. So the fact that they, the people of Goddesses of War, surpass all my insecurities and say, no, we want you to have the mic. And the second I turned heel and there was a pop, I was like, oh, this is good. Like, <laughs> You, you like it. And, you know, you mentioned like, you know, you, you come into contact with people who aren't always so nice, but you don't let, you know, any disability that you have or any hearing impairment define who you are. To me, I'm like, she's a drummer. Yes, that's awesome. You're a wrestler. Even yes. better. And, and I love what you said about like, hey, do you trust me on the mic? You know, I got to do commentary for the first time uh, last Saturday for Goddesses, which okay. I'm so of and it was really great it was good you know i was glad to get to call stuff with you involved and all these great ladies i love it um so you're so just like i love this wrestling community it gives so much to us it gives us opportunity what are your goals moving forward in the wrestling world oh it's different now because i did take a bath um like i did kind of hang up my wrestling boots i had way too many concussions in three years really? way too many i had seven yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I tuck my shin. I don't know why I keep getting it. Um, so I don't I don't know exactly yet what I would like to do with the wrestling community, but I kinda hope with this documentary it'll pick up and I could work with an organization as far as a charity worker. Like I know WWE had like be a star. Like I would love to be involved with them to help with disability and stuff. I mean, I would love to even just be, I just want to have fun now. Like, yes, I miss wrestling, but even just being a manager, a hype man or something, I just want to play any role that's going to help connect with the people with disabilities. Because every, the thing about wrestling, everybody has a character, everybody connects with one. And I just don't think there has been that real one yet with the disability. And we need to cater to that audience as well. Very, very well said. And you, you mentioned, like, you know, don't be a bully, be a star. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit off air. You mentioned this a little bit in the documentary. You had to deal with bullies. You had to deal. Um, and I, I, you know, I see kids come in and like they, they just have a bad day of school because one kid is terrible to them. And that's just one time. Like, I can't imagine, you yeah. know, like you mentioned in the documentary what you've been through. I mean, how do you overcome that? I don't know. Can you imagine if we had the social media today back when we went to school? Like, I, I I honestly wouldn't be here. I mean, I definitely faced battles with depression and, like, uh, suicidal thoughts and stuff. So, like, my heart breaks when I hear all this stuff. Um, really just getting through it, obviously, from the, the love and support from my family. But um, I'm a born-again Christian, and I 
strongly believe no matter what, like God has a plan. And I'm like, you know what? I'm sticking around for this because this plan has to be so worth it for me being on this earth. And it's important to set goals. So I never, I'm never satisfied. The documentary is out, but now I'm like, no, I got to keep going with that. I got the T-pin job. No, I'm not done. I got to do this. You have to keep setting small attainable goals to kind of focus on, to deal off some of the teasing that goes on. But I'm 35 years old. Yes, I'm 35. Look good. I still deal with bullies. I still deal with people making fun of me. On my TikTok, I have people making fun of me all day, every day, making fun of my voice, like just um, just in, uh, with the math, it has ruined my life. And I'm 100% for the rules, I will, I, I will follow, but it took away my skill of lip reading. I'm a functional person. You and I are great right now. But when I go to the store and I have to resort to typing something on my phone and being like, I'm like, this is, this is sad. Like, and I, I, I hope things get better so the majority of us can go with our lives. My instructor at my training wore clear mask and I just started crying. Like, you okay? I'm like, I feel like I'm here again. <laughs> um, but as far as bullies go, it's just, you just kind of have a crappy day and then you move on to the next. Yeah. Don't let them get you down. And, and you never do. I mean, you're like you said, you have all these goals. You keep plugging away. And I remember I did want to touch on this. You, you touched on this already. Uh, I did see that video you posted earlier. I think it was earlier today or yesterday, whatever it was. We were talking about the clear mask because when I when I met you up in person for the first time, I was wearing the dark black mask. And I, I was just like, oh, man, like, you know, I, I hope this isn't an issue or whatever. And like we were we were good. It was no Fun. problem. Like, she is awesome. Like, yeah. <laughs> do, you play the, do you play the drums? Like, yes. so I wanted to, you know, formally ask you to come on the show. It was great. But you touched on this a little bit. I mean, you got emotional in that video. Just like, like, how much does that mean to you? And and maybe more people should wear clear masks. It's, it's a lot because I work really hard at my other job and it's no fault to their own. But like, why do I have to endure six months of muffled voices and trying to do things on my phone. Like I'm the one thing that I've learned from going to school is I want to be independent. I don't want anybody babying me. I don't want to feel like a child. Um, it's just it's hard when it's kind of like an ableist thing. It's hard when people are like, oh, just wear a mask. You know, we all have to do it. Oh, just get a pen and paper. It's fine. I'm like, but you don't get it. Like on top of dealing with a lifetime of barely understanding what people are saying and finally finding the key to get through it and then they take it away from you it's just like I had to change my career my entire career because of the masking and it's it's hard like even people that I know know that I need to read their lips they still keep their masks on and they're just unaware what's going on I I just want to be like everybody everybody else so if you guys can wear a clear mask unfortunately it does fog up sometimes but it's a better alternative to, to help us and I I wish that would have been mandatory from the get-go that everybody should have worked clear math not hey. Spider-Man <laughs> <laughs> but no that's a, that's a great point I never I mean that never even occurred to me uh and now like after I seeing your video this morning I watched it I was like hmm like hey like anyone listening like maybe get some clear mass that that makes a lot of sense you know um for a lot of reasons and that's good you know you heard it here first um, yeah, so, I mean, I had I had a lot of people hit me up saying I, I hey, guess what? Hey, I ordered masks and um the 
My following on TikTok blew up, which is it's just great. Cause now I get to access them and I make videos educating them. Um, how can we accommodate in this pandemic? The hard part about this, yes, we want to follow the rules, whatever our political belief is, whatever, want to follow the rules. But how do we figure this out without breaking COVID guidelines? Me writing stuff on a pen and paper and being next to you, that's breaking COVID guidelines. Like we need to figure out a we need to figure out a solution and quick. I actually wrote a letter to my congressman. I'm an adult now, but um, but I'm 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 working on it. So if you guys are listening, please just wear clear masks. If you feel comfortable enough, step away, pull your mask down. If you're comfortable with it, and um, just be more aware of the communication aspect. Awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm literally writing down clear mask uh, yeah, on paper so I so remember. Um. So you talk about obviously, you know, getting bullied, you know, the haters, which again, I don't know why anyone is like that. They probably have their own issues, but um, you put out this stellar documentary again, it sucked me right in. Um, what was the response that you got from everybody once the documentary was released? My hero, Mick Foley, put my video on his Twitter. Not only he put it on Twitter, he cut a promo. Did you not see that? I like no, I did my homework. <laughs> I'm a little kid. Listen, I hate the part in this industry. I don't know if people tell me like, yo, don't be a mic. Don't be a mic. Listen, if I want to wear a shirt that says Hulkamania on it, I'm going to wear it. I love this business. I love being a fan. Why do we all, why are we excited to do this? Because we grew up watching this. So Mick Foley, yeah, everybody. <laughs> I met Mick Foley when I was 15 years old. I won a contest. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember WWF.com? Yes. Yeah, so like he had a contest on the website and uh for some reason this is so silly. He was giving away his guinea pig because his son was allergic to it. So but I just wanted to meet him. So I wrote this long ass email and like I sent it like twenty I think I sent it like a hundred times and I ended up getting and I told my family and I remember I got a phone call like yo Mick is on the phone and I'm like, You're totally pranking me right now. And I said to the guy on the phone, yo, Mick Foley sound manlier than you. And I, like, I hung up. And then, like, two minutes later, <laughs> my dad was like, yo, Mick Foley's on the phone. And then I ended up winning, and I ended up getting to meet him. And being in high school, bullied, depressed out of my mind, to have this opportunity to, like, meet him was, like, it was, it was just that high that I needed, that adrenaline rush. And then fast forward to now, I send it to him through Twitter, and he ended up not only posting it on Twitter, but he did like a whole two-minute video for everybody, hey, why didn't you watch the film? And then we had a little technical difficulty with it. We got the film back up, and then um, I sent him a reaction video, and then he wrote on his Twitter, love this reaction, hey, everybody, I'm a sea bunny guy. And I was like, <laughs> wow. So I'm on his Twitter. So the um, that is definitely the highlight of the action that I ever got. So it's great to have Mick Foley advocate for being C Bunny. As a lot of people are like, wow, like I went through that as well. Like it's not just people with disability. Like people are like, you know, like, I didn't fit in high school either. Or, um, you know, this shows me if I have a hard day, I can keep pulling through. It creates a lot more awareness, and that's the first step to any encountering any problem. It's awareness. And it's just nice to know that people can finally see what I'm going behind behind the mask. That's that's an amazing story. That's so cool. I have to go find this video now. I'm gonna send it to you right away. It's awesome. So yes, please, 
please do. That's great. And, um, you know, you talk about the response, obviously, from the likes of a Mick Foley. What's what's like the response from like uh, like the girls in the locker room or uh, the, the indie wrestling community? Oh, they hit me up right away. I think they we have a mutual respect. And I have to say, I've never had a problem with working with somebody who felt uncomfortable with my communication issues. Uh, they've all been, as far as the wrestlers go, I, in my matches, I never had a problem with them. And um, they hit me up um, in awe. Like, I we didn't realize you went through through this much. Because anybody that's a wrestler can know, even though it's a, it can be a nonverbal communication, call on the spot, okay, babe, yes, um, really, really does help. But I don't have that. Um, I don't have that ability to and um, it's it's just it's just really nice to know that they they see what i really go through and kind of have more of an appreciation for it um but i want to hear that story as well everybody had a story that's just mine <laughs> no i love it and that's why you guys are here like the wrestling community you know we've all been through stuff we've all been through stuff uh especially this year uh you know i've definitely been through some stuff and like everyone and that includes you like all the wrestling community have just been there um, checking in on me, um, Casey Navarro, he wears my shirt to the ring. Like everyone has just Aww. been, it, it, it gets me like it really does. Yes. Um, and I'm just so appreciative to all of you. And I just want to, I want to give it right back and yes. give you the platform. So I'm, I'm so thankful for this, this community. Everyone's great. Um, and I wanted to ask you to rewind a little bit. How did you get your start in the business? Like where did, where did the dots connect here? Well, with wrestling? Yes. With wrestling. I'm sorry. Uh, um, <laughs> again, uh, setting, setting goals. I had bucket lists. So, um, I was, I'll never do it again, but, uh, shout out to Revolutionized Nutrition and Peter Sonny, uh, Pete Sonny Fitness Design. Um, they got me ready for being a bikini competitor. So that was one of my goals. I lost like 30 pounds and I went, and I'm such a tomboy. So I think it was so horrible. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I just, I'll never do it again, but I was able, I'm a tomboy, but to be on stage, just wearing a bikini and like heels and just showing that this is my body, this is who I am. As soon as I walked off stage, I looked at my friend and I'm like, I'm going to go be a professional wrestler now. And they're like, what are you talking about? Because also the show Tough Enough came out and I submitted to that. And um, they put my picture on the page and then... My favorite female best of all time, Paige, retweeted my submission. And yeah, I, I Paige, I love you so much. <laughs> and I, so I was like, you know what? This, and I didn't get in, but only a thousand people got like the rejection email. So I, th- I felt like that meant something. And I'm like, you know what? It's time to go to school. And then I ended up signing up for school and everything that I thought was going to happen, um, well, how wrestling school supposed to be was beyond opposite. <laughs> so uh, I started off at, uh, at Wrestle Pro. With, oh, uh, Pat Buck. with Pat Buck? Yeah, friend of the show. Sure. But we... I really work more with Mar- you know, Mo, Mario Bokura, and Gamma. I, I know. So Mario's yeah, an impact, and Gamma uh, is in Ring of Honor right now. Right. So they, they got my, they were the one that I worked closely. It was a bit, it's a bit cool. And um, I will have to say thank you to Mo, uh, Maya Barker. He flat out said, yo, you need to go with this C-Bunny thing. 
And I'm like, what? Like, yeah, like, go. And my first faction was named the Death Jam Wrestlers. Instead of uh, Death Jam Wrestlers. Because <laughs> my partner was completely deaf. Oh, really? So a, yeah, so you had a, you just had two people that couldn't hear shit. That's one. <laughs> oh, no, that's a, so was that, um, if you said WrestlePro, was that like Creative Pro? Yeah, it was, oh. uh, first it was, it was like Pro Wrestling Syndicate, and then, you know, you know, in wrestling, they just all like, yeah. <laughs> Creative Pro, that's a, that's a pro. And, um, I went to a bunch of schools, and when I, I moved to Orlando to pursue wrestling further, and I got to work with Santana Garrett of, uh, NXT WWE, and, uh, Link Dorado. Uh, that's great. Yeah. So I got some. It's it's just amazing what you can learn from so many people. That's that's so awesome to hear. And uh, you know, we we talked about your goals in wrestling, but uh, and you actually mentioned setting goals for yourself. So I have to ask you. You know, you said there's a lot of like there's still a lot of footage left from filming. Um, you know, you're obviously you know doing very well with this documentary. What are your goals outside of wrestling? I want to be on reality TV. Ooh, I, I like that. that. That's my bucket list. I don't, I said to everybody, I don't care if I'm at like the pivotal of my like working career or I'm in school. If I get the opportunity to be on reality TV, I'm out. Like that's, I, I need to, as hard as it is, I need to share to the world my story of uh, just being myself and having a disability. And I, but I want to show people you can have fun. Like just because you have a disability doesn't mean I have to be like, restricted and i want to tell them no i can be a freaking rock star let's have fun <laughs> love it that's that's a great answer um i want to be respectful for uh, of your time c Blaine. thank you for this i got a few uh real rapid fire uh fan questions if that's uh, okay we got fan questions yeah of course good let's do it uh, well so this one we always like to ask but i don't know if you're a pizza person but do you have a favorite pizza spot uh Simone guidance Oh, where what uh what town is is that Jersey? It's in New York, but it's like sure. the uh, it's like the Sicilian pizza with like the the sauce on the top. That's the only time I'm gonna call it sauce, by the way. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm Italian, I call it gravy. Yeah. Oh, there it is. That's right. I got you. Sorry, I know it's controversial, people. It's my culture. Uh, no, there you go. That that's how you know it's legit. Uh, favorite wrestler growing up? Uh, The Rock, Stone Cold, Mick Foley, anybody from the Attitude Era. And obviously Hulk Hogan. Awesome. Uh, your favorite breakfast cereal? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah, these crunches are awesome. <laughs> That's a great answer. Dream. Um, do you have that WrestleMania? Well, you know, it, you know, saying you pursue, do pursue the the ring stuff again. Um, that WrestleMania moment. Who's who's standing on the other side of the ring? Who's the dream opponent? Paige. Yeah, that's a great answer. Really good. And I think I know the answer to this one too, but dream tag team partner. Not even me on the spot. What do you mean? <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I'm guessing you would pick Paige probably. Again. Paige, but actually, um, I, uh, I mean, I, at this point, it needs, it needs to be Mick Foley. We had a conversation with each other, and the best thing we said to each other, I was, because um, once he put the, um, once I met him 15 years ago, and then I met, and then we did a Twitter thing, we were DMing each other. And I was like, yo, you got me again. Like, you, you, you saved me for the hot tag. And he's like, it's a great hot tag. And I'm like, <laughs> come on. Um, but I, I, I think I would have fun wrestling with Road Dog because he does a lot of the dancey stuff. Like, come on, can you imagine us doing this? Oh. <laughs> 
Uh, see, Bunny, you, next time I see you at Goddesses or whatever, you have to show me at least like one solid dance move that I can that I can do. I got uh, you. <laughs> okay, thank you. But um, thank you so much for a few minutes of your time. Uh, before we get out of here, where can everyone find the documentary and follow you on social media? All right, so by the way, go on YouTube, type in BNC Bunny, it'll show up. It's a 15 minute documentary. You guys can find me on TikTok, BNC Bunny, who? Uh, Instagram, Instagram C Bunny too, and Facebook is Christina C Bunny signing. So just type in C Bunny and pretty much it will come through platform. But go right away to C Bunny on YouTube. Please definitely leave a review. We're trying to get this out there and as much as possible. So love it. Well, thank you, C Bunny, so much for a few minutes. Uh, stay safe. I look forward to seeing you. Thank Maybe you. Drums, doing some dancing. I gotta uh, show you the drum trick. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, I got some. Oh, I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. Thank you. And uh, continued success moving forward. Thank you so much. God bless you. Bye, guys. All right, guys. We're out. Peace. Yep.